Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where I share my NFT journey and lessons learned along the way, as well as journeys from others so that I can help you on your NFT journey. And uh, no cool intro music today. Sorry about that. Uh, I recorded this very late in the game and didn't have time to get it to my editor, Finn, before getting this off to press. I'm going to record this and post it right online because uh, today's the first day where I've gotten behind in sharing episodes. Um, I've been publishing two a week for the last uh, few months, and uh, this is episode... Let me look this up. This is episode 25 of my NFT journey. So we're 25 episodes in. Uh, we're just about to pass 10,000 downloads, I think, of this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for everybody for listening. We've got some great content coming. I've done a few interviews that I'm going to be publishing very soon. I'm excited to get to that. Today's a solo episode with me. I'm going to be talking about gas because I realized we have not addressed that yet on the show. We've talked a lot about how to set up and get your Ethereum, how to get your MetaMask, how to buy your first NFT, um, NFT collections to be looking at. We've got more actually ideas in that coming. Uh, on Friday, I'm going to be publishing an interview I did recently with my friend Bennett Phillips about avoiding FOMO and picking underdogs because Bennett has been very good about picking underdogs, underdogs being uh, what he would say, underpriced projects or projects that people are maybe not paying as much attention to, but have the potential to be really successful long term. He's going to lay some of those out. He also did an underdog report, which is on Medium and Twitter now that you can go find. Um, I've got an interview coming up with my friend Brad Barrett about his NFT journey and about how to approach taxes in NFTs. And I've got an interview coming up with my friend Tim Livingston, who has a collection called VectorBots. He's going to talk about how to be a creator in the NFT space, as well as how to be a flipper and make money in NFTs, because he's had a lot of success doing that. So I'm excited to bring all of those to you today. Uh, sorry, all of those to you in the near future. Uh, today is a solo episode, as I mentioned, we're talking about gas. And I realized, you know, like I said, we've talked about how to set up your wallet. And I was helping a friend recently uh, to buy his first NFT and we got him. Uh, he had bought some Ethereum and Coinbase. Uh, he set up his MetaMask and transferred it. He was having a little bit of trouble connecting to OpenSea, but I think he finally got that figured out. And then we got into this discussion about gas, like what is this? Why do I have to consider this? And so I want you to be aware of that. If you haven't bought an NFT yet, maybe you've heard us talk on this program or other places about gas. Uh, gas is essentially the transaction fees that you pay when you are buying, selling, or transferring NFTs or really anything on the blockchain, um, especially Ethereum and um, sometimes a little bit of Bitcoin as well. Um, I'm going to read from a website I was just looking at called ethereum.org, uh, which is official site with all kinds of information about Ethereum. It says, what is gas? Gas refers to the unit that measures the amount of computational effort required to execute specific operations on the Ethereum network. Since each Ethereum transaction requires computational resources to execute, each transaction requires a fee. Gas refers to the fee required to conduct a transaction on Ethereum successfully. So essentially, gas is the transaction fee. Now, it goes up and down based on the demand on the network. And the transaction fee, where does that go, right? Because there is not one governing body or company that is supporting this. It's not like, um, you know, in the old days when I used to buy stocks, I've been buying and selling stocks on the stock market for more than 10 years. Uh, I've used Fidelity for most of that time. And, and in the 
early days, I was paying about $15 a trade, I think, every time I traded stocks. And then uh, as competition, more competition entered the market, that went down to $10 and then $8 and then $5. And today I pay nothing, which is really nice. The trades are free. Uh, But anyway, that fee always went to Fidelity, the administrator who was executing that trade for me, right? Um, In the case of Ethereum, there is no one administrator. So where is that going? It's actually going to all the computers, to the miners who are making these transactions happen. So if you've heard about mining Ethereum or mining Bitcoin or miners, you wonder about that. That's a lot of what they're doing is they're actually executing these transactions and they're getting compensated for that. Um, And the, the gas price Gas fees are paid in Ethereum's native currency, or ETH, E-T-H, and gas prices are denoted, this is from the website again, denoted in GWEI, G-W-E-I, which itself is a denomination of ETH. Each GWEI is about 0.000000001 ETH, uh, 10 to the negative ninth ETH, for example. Instead of saying that your gas costs 0.0901 ETH, you can say it costs one GWEI. The word GWEI itself means gigaway, and it's equal to one, one billion, uh, one billion way, and way itself uh, is the smallest unit of ETH. So gas is measured in what's called GWEI. Um, but usually if you're executing a transaction, say on OpenSea or LooksRare, and you're buying an NFT, a little pop-up will come and it'll tell you if you execute this transaction, here is the expected gas. And if you're lucky, it might only be the equivalent of 30 or $40. Lately, though, I've seen it consistently around $90, $100, $120. And that could be really off-putting especially if you're buying something really cheap. Like um, when you hear my interview with Bennett Phillips, one of the underdog projects he's going to talk about is Board Ape Comics. I've talked about that project in the past. Um, the floor price on that right now is 0.03 ETH. And when you go to buy it, you might see gas of 0.04 ETH, which means you pay more in gas than you'd pay for the actual product, the actual NFT, which can be really off-putting. And you got to kind of build it in to your you know total transaction cost. Um, there's a lot of other information on this website. I'm going to skip through. Um, you can also pay extra to prioritize, and these gas prices essentially go up and down based on demand, right? If more and more people are trying to buy things or transact on the blockchain, then now you're competing with them to get your transaction taken care of because only so many blocks, so many transactions can happen per second, per minute, per hour, and you can actually increase the amount of GUI or gas that you're willing to pay in order to prioritize your transaction. So let's say you're trying to buy an NFT that you think is going to be in high demand. Maybe you're minting something. Um, it doesn't happen as much anymore, maybe, but in the past, you know, when a mint would happen and everything would open up at the same time for everybody and everybody would rush to buy it, uh, people would talk about, quote, gas wars because everybody would be trying to buy it at the same time and the gas would go up. Um, you can also set a max fee to say, hey, don't go over this if you go into the advanced features on MetaMask um, and you know, try to calculate your estimated fee, but it's not always exact. Um, okay, so I'm scrolling down on this page. It says, why do gas fees exist? It says, in short, gas fees help keep the Ethereum network secure. By requiring a fee for every computation executed on the network, we prevent bad actors from spamming the network. In order to avoid accidental or hostile infinite loops or other computational wastage in code, each transaction is required to set a limit on how many computational steps of code execution it can use. The fundamental unit of computation is gas. Although a transaction includes a limit, any gas not used in transactions is returned to the user. So what does this mean? Essentially, um, you're paying to have your transaction fulfilled 
and the beauty of the blockchain and why cryptocurrency and NFTs are so great is that it it kind of prevents, as it says, bad characters, bad actors from spamming the network, from going in there and stealing your money because it's decentralized. It's being run and executed and verified by multiple computers across the blockchain. So there's not one bad actor, you know, like I was talking about trading stocks and Fidelity. Obviously, Fidelity has invested millions or billions of dollars in their system to make sure it's highly secure, but it's still possible somebody could hack it, hack into their system, right? And get my password and um, jump in and, and steal a transaction or something like that. It's less likely on here, again, unless someone steals your password and takes over your account. Um, otherwise, your, your transaction is very, very safe. Um, the next thing it has on there is what is a gas limit? Gas limit refers to the maximum amount of gas you are willing to consume on a transaction. More complicated transactions involve smart contracts. Involving smart contracts require more computational work, so they require a higher gas limit than a simple payment. A standard ETH transfer requires a gas limit of 21,000 units of gas. So, um, and for example, if you put a gas limit of 50,000 for a simple ETH transfer, um, it would consume 21,000 and you would get back the remaining 29,000. So you can set a max, you can set a limit. If it's below that, you do get the gas back. Um, the next question on here is why can gas fees get so high? High gas fees are due to the popularity of Ethereum. Performing any operation on Ethereum requires consuming gas and gas space is limited per block. Fees include calculations, storing or manipulating data or transferring tokens, consuming different amounts of gas units. As DAP functionality grows more complex, the number of operations a smart contract performs also grows, meaning each transaction takes up more space of a limited size block. And if there's too much demand, users must offer a higher tip or gas amount to try and outbid other users' transactions. So essentially, as demand goes up, the fees go up. It's kind of like surge pricing on Uber, if you remember when that was really a big deal. Um, as demand goes up, the prices go up. So what can you do to reduce your gas? Well, the most common thing people try to do is if you're not in a rush, you don't feel like you need to buy this NFT or make this transaction today, you can check back several times a day. Um, you can try to do it. Um, I used to try to do it maybe early in the morning, like 5 a.m., uh, especially on like a Saturday morning. I would find gas would be a little bit lower. Lately, I haven't really been finding that. It kind of depends. Um, but you can also uh, you can check websites like Etherscan, E-T-H-E-R-S-C-A-N, uh, or Block Native ETH Gas Estimator. You can Google this stuff. And they kind of track the gas meter, and you can check it and and you can have it notify you, I think, when gas is lower and you can maybe jump in and run your transaction. Uh, because it can be really frustrating. Again, like I said, especially if you're buying something pretty inexpensive, that the gas fee can be so high, as well as when you're doing transactions that you would otherwise expect to be free. For instance, um, uh, I've talked about the Deadheads project on this uh, podcast in the past. And uh, Bennett, who's coming back on the show soon, is a big, big Deadheads fan and holder. And uh, right now, if you have a deadhead, I know many of you have bought deadheads in the past because we've talked about it. If you have a deadhead, you have the option to stake your deadhead and say you're not going to sell it for a period of time and earn their coin of show. And you also have the opportunity to burn your deadhead to get uh, a an urn, which gives you a new character in their new collection that's coming out in the future called Halo Heads. And I'm not going to get into all of that, but the reason I bring that up is because if you have your Deadhead, you go to the Deadheads website, which I think is deadheads.io, and you connect your wallet, and it'll verify that you have Deadheads. You can choose the one that you want to burn, but then when you burn it, 
um, it goes through this whole process of like turning it in, sending you a new thing. And the whole thing costs gas. And last time I went to do it, it was going to be about $300 in gas. So I said, no, thanks. I'll wait and do this later. So after I record, finish recording this, I think I'm going to go check it again. And that's something that I'm not in a rush to do. Right. So I can just check it back, check back periodically. And maybe when it gets under a hundred dollars, I'll, I'll give it a shot. The last thing I'll say is I know it can be a little off putting, uh, but the gas is kind of like part of doing business in the Ethereum NFT world today. There's not a whole lot you can do about it if you are buying and transacting in Ethereum in ETH. Uh, so I recommend you kind of build it into your cost and cost of doing business and say, okay, well, I was going to buy this for 0.05, gas is 0.03, so now I'm effectively paying 0.08, but I still think that's a good investment because I think it's going to go up in the future. And I can tell you that I have missed out on some great projects because I demurred, I don't know if that's the right word, but I was about to buy it and I saw how high the gas was and then I didn't do it. And uh, a perfect example of that is a project called Women Rise, which is another great women-led NFT project. Um, I remember being out and about and hearing that it was minting and it was pretty popular uh, for 0.05. And I was actually in my car waiting to get an oil change with my daughter. And we had a few minutes to kill. And I was like, I'm going to go mint a couple of these on my phone. And I went to mint three of them for 0.05 each. And the gas was really high. The gas is going to be like 0.03 or something. It's going to be a couple hundred dollars in gas. And so I said, ah, you know what? I'll do this later. The project sold out, and today, as I'm recording this, I'm, I'm just looking at it right now, the floor price on these, the cheapest, is 0.499, so essentially 0 .4, 0 0.50 Ethereum, which is a 10x return uh, minus the gas, so maybe call it an 8x return on what would have been my investment that day, and I didn't do it. I didn't execute or pull the trigger. Um, by the way, if you heard my interview last week, came out last Friday with Emily Drury from Voice, I asked her about her. Uh, favorite uh, NFT collection she's excited about right now. And she mentioned Women Rise. And I should have bought one right after that too, but I didn't do it. And uh, so now they're at 0.5. I've seen them much higher. So they've actually come down from their high. So that could be an opportunity. Don't really know. This is not financial advice. Have no idea where it's going to go, but that's another project that's on my radar right now. All right, that will do it today. I hope that helps some of you understand, like, what is this gas thing we keep hearing about? Everyone in the NFT world keeps talking about gas and gas wars and gas is high and this and that. Uh, now you have an idea what it is. Feel free to go do more research about it. Um, tweet me. Um, by the way, can, if you're not following me on Twitter, I do tweet a lot of stuff about NFTs. Not all day long. I create I, I create other stuff on there as well. Um, but come follow me. My has, my name there is Andy Storch. A N D Y S T O R C H. Would love for you to tweet about this podcast as well as share it with your friends and leave us a review. Really, really, really appreciate that. I'll be putting out more great content in the future. And tweet me and let me know if you have any questions or ideas for the show as well. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you next time.